thought Moldova was quite a pivotal game we had to get three points there we did that this is another game that's important in the group better just to concentrate on the game look for a good performance and get the result that we can get this is the Go Radio Football Show Podcast hosted by Paul Cooney Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi listen live weeknights from five talking Scottish football first let's go Good evening, the World Cup qualifier tomorrow night against Austria. It comes after the one-goal win over Moldova in front of 40,000 at Hamden on Saturday. And at the same time, the Austrians beaten 4-2 in Israel. So, so much to go for tomorrow night in Vienna. But bad news for Scotland, Ryan Fraser, Kenny McLean and Nathan Patterson are out. What do you think? Where is the strike force? What's happened? So much possession, but only that one Lyndon Dykes goal to count on Saturday. And for you, would it be Kevin Nisbet or Che Adams? Who would you start with? We're going to hear from Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, and loads of your calls coming in. 0808 17 17 700. Barry, how do you reflect on Saturday and with a view to tomorrow? A blow with three players out. Yeah, it's obviously a, a blow. Certainly out of the three players that are going to be missing. For me, Nathan Patterson was a, a stick on to start the game, Paul. No doubt about that. Listen, the most important thing on Saturday was getting the three points. I thought we played some good stuff just in that final third, the final cross. Our ball wasn't wasn't good enough. We, we weren't ruthless enough. I think that's will be Steve Clark's main concern. Um, but listen, the most important thing was getting the win and getting the three points and moving on to what is going to be a, a big game uh, tomorrow night against the Austrians who are going through a tough time at this this moment in time um, beaten convincingly by Israel so this is a real good opportunity for us if we go and we've got our players on top form I think we can go there and get three points Mark, nobody expected them to lose 5-2 yeah. in Israel it no. gives us hope Oh, it does and, and Paul, you know, I've heard the stories now people saying yeah, you know, a point's a good result uh, in Vienna tomorrow night it is a good, a good result but we've got to go and win if we win tomorrow night we eliminate pretty much Austria we take them out of the equation and it's a shootout between ourselves and, and Israel for, for second spot looking at the remaining fixtures Paul looking at the table just now if we can get to 18 points I think that will secure second spot but we've got 8 points from the first half the first 5 games it means we need to do better in the second round of fixtures than we have in the first I think we are 10 points away and what better way to kick that off tomorrow night by getting 3 points eliminating um, Austria and then our next game after that is Israel at Hamden beat Israel at Hamden we're as good as there Barry that'll be a sellout yeah I mean it's got to be a sellout yeah. I mean we've come up against Israel enough sure. times to know that I believe we're a better team than Israel um, they are a good team they, they, they proved that on Saturday night with a great result against the Austrians but we go there and we get the three points as Mark just mentioned it's a must we get that next game is against the Israelis at Hamden full house and then we get another three points. That's six points. Mark's just spoke about ten points. You now two games, you've got six points. So I think it's possible. But tomorrow night, we need to go there and, and we need to go for them because there's obviously issues within that Austrian squad because they have got good players, but something's not just right there. David Alaba came out and said it, didn't he? The yeah. Real Madrid player said, there's something wrong in, in yep. the Austrian camp. They're fragile, Paul, mm. they're vulnerable, all those kind of adjectives and that's what we need to take advantage of tomorrow night. I'll be really disappointed if we don't win the game. If we want to qualify, if we want to be serious, these are the kind of games that you've got to go and win. You know, we didn't qualify for 23 years because we weren't winning games like this. So I said, let's go and do it. Let's show that we're proper. Let's show that we mean business. Let's eliminate Austria, take them out of the equation 
and then get ourselves in the right frame of mind for Israel coming uh, to Hamden on October uh, the 9th but I think we can do it and I'll be interested to see the team that Steve Clark picks mm. as well I hope it's a bold lineup, Paul I hope it's a bold starting 11 do you think he will be? well I hope so intent from the kickoff to go and show that we're going out to mm. win the game not to go and hold off for an hour nick a point in the mouth you know from the kickoff, take the game to Austria. They're fragile, they're vulnerable. Take the game to them and go and win it. Would you play two up front? Yeah, I mean, I'll wait for Barry's team or Matty. I've yep. got it written down. We'll uh, get them in the way well. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, I would go two up front for sure. I would go to, but I don't think Steve mm. Clark will go to. Um, I think he'll go back to what he normally does away from home. He'll play a Ryan Christie off a main striker. I don't think he'll go away with either Shea Adams or, or, or Kevin Nisbet. I think that's the way that he's done it in the past and I think that'll be the way he'll do it tomorrow night. Here is the manager speaking about the injuries. Nathan and Kenny injuries from the game. Such a short turnaround. Difficult to get them back in time for this one so they don't travel. And unfortunately Ryan Fraser picked up a, a knock in training which again with a short turnaround just means that there's no point in taking them because he wouldn't be ready for the game. So losing three. Uh, but I did say after the game the other night and I wasn't making it up I had seven or eight doubts so losing three means that I've got four or five that have made it Callum's on the line from Football CFB Callum, good evening Good evening um, just obviously caught the end of your, your conversation there and I agree yep. that I would like to, to see two up front um, I'm just a wee bit frustrated by Callum McGregor's comments about I must not lose I mean, I, I know... <laughs> I suppose it is a must not lose but I just think we need to be more positive I think we've got a good core group of players for the national team and I would like to, to see us be a bit more positive both in terms of setup and, and how we also speak about the team because I, I think Austria as, as the guys have said are vulnerable mm-hmm. and this is a game that we should be going into looking to win and being confident with obviously I'm not saying we're going to go in and win 3 or 4 nothing. but we should be going into this game thinking we've got a good squad of players why can't we go and attack them and really take the game to them when they're going through a, a shaky period like they are Alright in fairness here's what Callum McGregor had to say about the game Yeah it's a must not lose game rather than you know must win a win would be great you know everyone's feeling good you know a win the other night as well keeps the momentum going and you know like you say we want to win the game it puts us in the best possible position but like you said if you, if you want to label it then it's, it's probably must not lose Barry must win yeah, I think we've got to go there yeah. and, and win the game. I think it's there for us because we've seen over the, the course, Austria have got good players, but there's something no right in that camp just now. And there's no better time to play the Austrians than tomorrow night. So I, I think if we go there with a positive attitude, mm-hmm. we are a team that can go out there and, and take the game to the Austrians, I think we can go and win. There, there's no doubt. But I think we have got to win because we need to make sure we secure that second place. We're never going to get first place. The no. Danes are miles, miles ahead of us. Um, so we need to make sure that we, we get rid yep. of the Austrians and we can do that tomorrow mm-hmm. night. Mark? Yeah, um, you know, Callum McGregor there is saying, you know, label it a must not lose. You know, over in Austria now, David Alaba and, yep. and Marco Arnautovic and Franco Foda, the coach, they'll be sitting saying, this is a must-win game for Austria. They will have to come out. If they don't win tomorrow night, they're, they're as good as out. If they beat us tomorrow night, we've left ourselves pretty much out of it. Yeah. Um, when you look at what we'd need to do, I think 18 points uh, is a target. So it might suit us. You know, and, and, and I'm getting where Barry's coming from there in terms of what he thinks Steve Clark would do because if he's saying Austria need to come out and take the game to us, are we good enough to soak it? Who can we hit? Who can I select that hits him in the counter attack? Soaks it up. So all those kind of things will be going through Steve Steve Clark's head with uh, in terms of his own um, team selection. But I, I think it's a must-win game 
for us you know Austria away Israel at home our next two games let's take six points if we're serious about qualifying we should be taking six points Callum you like the sound of that I absolutely do and and one player that I hope is able to get more minutes for Scotland is, is David Turnbull I think he's for yeah. Celtic latterly was, was was very good and I think as, as the guys have said there I think we have to be positive going into this game and he's a player that I would like to see get more minutes mm-hmm. on the park of course Billy Gilmore for me is probably the real key player in the team in terms of creating chances but I would like to see Turnbull get mm-hmm. more minutes for Scotland and, and obviously um, for Barry on the show I'd like to see Lewis get a, a more opportunities with Scotland as well mm-hmm. Barry David Turnbull got what four minutes plus injury time nine minutes is not enough to assess but Billy Gilmore had another terrific game. Yeah, man of the match for you. Uh, yeah, I, I could. I wouldn't get sick of watching Billy Gilmore. I, I just love the way he goes about his business. He's he's wanting the ball at every opportunity. Um, he looks for that forward pass every time he gets it. He's just a joy to watch. Um, and we've got to think ourselves lucky having a player of his ability. Um, he's going to be. A, he already is a top player, and he's just going to get better wage. Can you see him benefiting now from the, what's he had, four games with Norwich? I know they've been tough games, but... Uh, but I think it's a great thing for yeah. his progression. He's going to go to a, He's been used to Chelsea where they, they dominate games. He's yeah. going to a different scenario with Norwich where they're going to be fighting. No been disrespectful to Norwich, but for me, they're going to be down the bottom of the, the league yeah. fighting to stay in the, the Premier League. So it's a different kettle of fish for, for Billy Gilmore. But that's why I think Chelsea have, have loaned him out there mm-hmm. so he can he can get different challenges in his, in his career as well but he's just a fantastic footballer mm. we're, we're very lucky to have a player he, he has um, ability because he's a joy to watch and Callum there mentioned uh, your nephew Lewis we yeah we've got to... yeah. I mean you look at David Turnbull yeah. for me fantastic um, ability Lewis as well now found his way into the squad I mean that, that could be the future three in the middle of the park um, but still, I still think we've got a lot to get out of Callum McGregor Um but Lewis and David Turnbull are in there um, fighting to get into, which I believe is a, a real strong area for Scotland. Callum, will we ask Barry for his team first then? What's your team? Yeah, I, I would, would like go to go with? to, but I, yeah. I, I'm going to go with, I think, Steve Clark will go okay. with Craig Gordon and goals. I mm-hmm. think he'll keep with the same back three because he didn't concede a goal mm-hmm. on Saturday night. O'Donnell will come in for Patterson, obviously mm-hmm. Andy Robertson, captain at left wing back. And I think he'll go with McGregor and Gilmer sitting with McGinn and Christie just off Lyndon Dykes because mm. he's done that before yep. and one thing that allows McGinn and Christie is is to get up and support and get beyond and when they're under the cosh a wee bit McGinn and Christie will come in and make it really compact in the middle of the pitch so that's what I think he'll go away and it's still attack minded John McGinn can get goals Ryan Christie with a great touch he took yeah Nine times out of ten, Ryan Christie smashes it into the back of the the back of the net. But that's what I think he'll go with um, tomorrow night. And I still believe that's strong enough and good enough to get the win. Ryan Christie did the hard bit, didn't he? The way he controlled it um, yeah. and then lashed it over. Mark, what's your team? Uh, my my team. So Barry's going three four two one. He yep. thinks Steve Clark. I'm I'm going three four one two. Exact same. Gordon back three again. Solid. Grant Hantley in particular, brilliant. Um, Kieran Tierney. I was at Hamden on Saturday night. Kieran Tierney and, and, and Andy Robertson working well together. Two, so that's fine they'll pick themselves yes Stephen O'Donnell to get the nod on the right hand side uh, I'm then going the strongest midfield three that we have mm-hmm. um, Billy Gilmore definitely sitting and you've got the option Callum McGregor or John McGinn whatever one he wants to play uh, in the advanced role and the yep. other one sitting both of them are, are equally uh, as good at it 
Uh, and then I would go Adams and, and Dykes. Um, you know, just a bit of aerial threat from Austria as well. You know, you're always looking to try and have six bits of good height in your team for uh, defending and uh, attacking set pieces. So um, I'd definitely go Adams and Dykes. I like the look of, of Dykes. Adams, I thought, was maybe trying a wee bit um, too hard when he when he came on Kevin Nisbet just didn't go for him at all on Saturday night it was a disappointment for him I felt for him but it was it was a disappointment what do you on, think on happened for, him? It, for me Paul he looked as if he was lacking a wee bit of sharpness I don't know because I know he's been injured hasn't he uh, with Hibs yeah. and it looked to know to me there was just something playing on, on his mind a couple of times that things that should just have been coming naturally to him and, and do come naturally to him uh, it just wasn't clicking for him and I felt for him uh, on Saturday night I mean she Adams come on with a couple of pops at goal I like him, I like Shannon. I think maybe just trying to be a bit too hard, but I do like Adams and Dykes as a partnership, and I think that's a partnership that can help us win the game tomorrow. Night. Callum, coming to you in a second or two, here is the manager speaking about Austria. I think they're a very good team. They showed that in the Euros. They came out their, came out their group, took the Italians all the way, which was a difficult thing to do, team that won it. So they're good. They're a good team, good players. Listen, they've had one or two fitness issues or, or squad issues as well, players. Players not in the squad that they probably wanted to be in the squad, the same as we have. Uh, it's just one of those things you have to deal with we'll go there it'll be a tough game it'll be a tough game for us and it'll be a tough game for them it's punishing schedule and he's saying there's no time really for training over the, the course of the days we did a, a walkthrough before the Denmark game obviously a lot of disruption before that one was difficult we did a 10 minute walkthrough before we played Moldova this morning we did 5 minutes because you don't have the time you just don't have the time to work on the training pitch you, your players have to recover you ask any, any professional player and they'll tell you that 48 hours after a game is the day they feel most tired. So today they feel most tired. Tomorrow, after another 24, 28 hours before we get to kick-off, they'll be fine. But we have to recover them properly. So it's very difficult to get any any time on the training pitch, never mind quality time. Callum, do you like this format where there's three games in a week? I think the, the more extended format is, is definitely a positive for the international manager. I know obviously he's saying there about, about training sessions and, and that will be frustrating, but I think... Having the squad for a, a sort of longer period of time, but it certainly feels like a longer period of time, I think um, should only help in the long run as players hopefully gel together on the park. Um, in terms of teams tomorrow, I, I agree with Mark's team, um, to be honest with you, but I would like to see Turnbull get 25 or 30 minutes if the game is still level. I would like to see him make a proactive substitute and, and, and try and go to win the game rather than settle for the draw because, as we all know, having watched Scotland over the years, when we maybe try and settle for the draw, we end up inevitably getting punished maybe in the last 10 or 15 minutes. So I would like to see his go with Mark set up, but I would like to see him be proactive if the game's still level with 25, 30 minutes to go. Do you think he will go for it, Callum? I think I think he'll be pragmatic and I think he will um, probably look for the point. I think that's maybe just the, the way he naturally would approach a game like this. And to be honest, if he can come away with a point, then he can clearly justify his approach and, and it has worked for him in the past. So... I don't think he'll go for it. I don't think he's suddenly going to change overnight and, and become something that he's not. But I think it is crucial that he gets a point because as, as Barry said earlier, if we come out of this game with a with a defeat, then then it's hard to sort of justify that approach. But if we can get the point, then of course he'll, he'll definitely look at it as a, as a positive. That positivity, Barry, that optimism. Yeah, just listening to Steve Clark, the, the, Austrian, the Austrians are a good team. Yeah. But so are we. Yeah. We're a good yeah, team. Yeah. We have got good players. That that frustrates me at times. Sometimes I think we underestimate ourselves. You you look at that team, you look oh, at the players that we've got available for us, guys that are playing top level football. We're good enough to go yep. there and get three points, there's no doubt about it. 
the Andy Robertsons, the Kieran Tierney, there's six, so many. Six Billy Gilmer, Premiership, Billy six Gilmer. Premiership English Premiership, yeah. and mm-hmm. starting eleven. I mean, I'm going for three probably the same with Barry. Yep. Six, six. Callum McGregor, Billy Gilmer, John McGinn. They could get into most teams. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I tell you what, I did think: How will Rangers be able to not play Nathan Patterson? He must be desperate to play. We'll maybe speak about that later. But you yeah, look at him; one. he's the real deal, isn't he? I, I, I thought for his for the I thought sorry the game on Saturday night mm-hmm. he was the goal. I mean, he was on the front foot, yeah. went and closed the boy down. You he's seen he's very confident. I loved his interview as well after yeah. it. Um, he believes in his own ability. Mm-hmm. Um, he's attack minded, great legs. Rangers, uh, sorry, Scotland have got yeah. a future right mm-hmm. back for the next 10, 12 years. No doubt about that. Callum, he's got no fear, has he? You know, Nathan Patterson just goes for it and he's got the talent. He's got the talent and he's someone who, is, is, I agree with Barry, I think he's going to have a big future at international level and at club level. Obviously, if you're a, a Rangers fan, you'll be hoping he can get into the team and stay for the next five or six years and really develop because although Everton were interested in them, there's definitely going to be interest going forward. I'm interested, this is nitpicking, but yeah. do the guys think it would have been a good opportunity for someone like young Ramsey to come in at right back as an understudy to Adonnell, or are they happy with Paul McGinn coming in as maybe that sort of steady steady player who, who's been there and done it? Well, he, he's certainly impressed, Ramsey. Aber- that's a boy yeah. Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. Aberdeen. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's really impressed um, when I've seen him. Also, I thought it may be a shout for Anthony Ralston. Who's had a real good start to the season at Celtic, but I think he's went with, with Paul McGinn, mm. plain and simply, because he's been in previous squads. The manager knows him inside out. Um, but I would have liked to have seen um, one of the younger ones get an opportunity, mm. but he believes that he needs probably the experience just in case something does happen to Stephen O'Donnell, and then he's got that experience of Paul McGinn, who is captain at Hibs. Um, he plays week in, week out. He's a good player. Callum. Love your positivity. What's the scoreline going to be tomorrow night? I'm going to say that we're going to win 1 0. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's going to be 90 minutes that maybe um, have us worried from time to time. But I'm going, to, I'm going to stick with that positivity and see if we get the win. And that would do us. Callum, thanks very much. Speak to you soon. Thank you. Cheers, Callum. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show. It's the Monday edition. Slightly delicate, I would say, that some of us here, we were uh, out in training session yesterday and we had a great day just putting the world to right and uh, looking forward to the game tomorrow. But uh, Barry, how are you feeling? I've got a bonus for you. I was a bit tender um, when I woke up. Felt a wee bit, bit better early afternoon, but... <laughs> As the days going on, I'm, yeah. I'm getting worse. I've got a bonus for you, um, but no. Listen, yeah. enjoyed it. Good, yeah. good chat yesterday. Good laugh. Good to get out and get back to doing something normal. It's good to go out and see a few people and have a few drinks, have a laugh. So no, enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it yesterday. Passed the fitness test, didn't he? And yeah. so, so did you. Yeah. yeah well, I wouldn't pass anything today. That's <laughs> also, as you be part of the, the Austria squad, I'm feeling that fragile. And um, that was a good yeah. day. Good day, good fun. Good. Always good to have the camaraderie and the team spirit. And it's great, of course, uh, for the listeners. We've had a, thousand, uh, a million downloads uh, in the last year. A million downloads. Brilliant. And if you go onto the website, you could win a Rangers top or a Celtic top. So uh, it's great, isn't Brilliant. it? People on, yep. we're on from five every night, five till seven. And then we're on on Saturday from 12 because uh, Rangers in action against St. Johnson and then Celtic and everyone else in action at three in the afternoon. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Let's go back on the lines. We'll hear more. In fact, we're going to hear from Callum McGregor and from Stevie Clark. But Duncan is on the line from Northern California. Hello, Duncan. Hey there, how you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. You, how's how, how's the weather? 
it's uh, it's pretty good over here. I'm not gonna lie, it's um, perfect. I think we're like in the what high thirties today. So yeah, can't Lovely. really complain. Yeah. Where about are you, San Francisco area? Or? Yeah, between San Francisco and Sacramento, uh, a small town called uh, Vacaville. So. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you're thinking about Aberdeen and Scotland, and uh, there's something you wanted to raise on the Go Radio Football Show. Yeah, well, I personally feel that Calvin Ramsey has done a great job um, ever since the start of the season. Stephen Glass has given him a, a good run in the team, and uh, he's performing pretty well. Like. I want to chuck his name up for the senior squad. I know he's in the under 21s right now. We're short staffed in the uh, in uh, the, um, the the senior squad right now, and yep. I, I can't you know I can't think of a better right back than Calvin Ramsey right now. Barry Lewis uh, plays alongside him. Have you had any intel? Yeah, yeah. And, and I'll be honest, but I, I said a few minutes ago, Paul, that when I've watched Aberdeen, he, he certainly stood out. Uh, Calvin Ramsey. Um, he's only 18. Um, he plays like an old head and young shoulders I've got to be honest with you he's really impressed me um, and look it's a good shout could he have got in I think it's just a bit too early he's not got too much experience um, but I think in the future there's no doubt that he could be um, fighting to get into that, that first team squad he's in the under 21s as, um, as a result of his good performances for Aberdeen I just think he needs to go and play a few more games. If he continues his development the way he has since the start of the season, there's no doubt in my mind that he can force his way in. Mark, how good could he be? Yeah, I mean, they the, the rave about him in Aberdeen, yeah. Paul, when they genuinely get, get high hopes that he's he's a proper uh, player. But, but Barry says, I understand Duncan's points. He was coming, quite excited about him, and rightly so, but don't put too much pressure on the boys. Well. Let him find his feet Aberdeen. Let him get his 30, 40 first-team games under his belt. And then this time next year, he mm. pushed it. And if they're lucky enough to be heading to Qatar, the boys get every chance of being in the World Cup squad. Of that, there's no doubt. But let him just go on with the Aberdeen quietly, um, get some Scotland under 21 games under his belt um, as well. Get get that kind of stuff. But uh, without chasing um, the boy away, uh, Duncan, the, the Aberdeen seem to think that they could they could get a really really high transfer fee for him in a couple of years' time. There's going to be a lot of big clubs looking at looking at this boy Paul. That's for sure. Duncan, how are you feeling about Stephen Glass and the the revolution? Obviously, really disappointed to go out of the League Cup. What kind of season are you going to have? Yeah. Honestly, I, I, at first I was a little nervous. Um, you know, we've had consistency under Stuart Milne and, uh, and Derek McInnes. I wasn't that into it with um, the new chairman coming in. But as time's gone on, it's, it's actually been quite exciting. I get up pretty early to watch all the games and... Uh, don't miss one, and, and I'm, I've got a good buzz about it. Actually, it's League Cup was a sore one, but uh, Mickey Mouse Cup anyway. We'll we'll focus on the big ones, eh? I don't think you say that if you win it. It's one of the you've got a few winners' medals, Barry, from the League Cup as well as the Scottish Cup. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. call it Mickey Mouse. No. <laughs> um, it's, no. it's still yeah. a good. Great... Oh no, it's more of Mickey Mouse. It was. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's uh, maybe putting a, a little plaster over it, uh, over a sore. Uh, of course, yeah. Uh, Rafe but. Um, Barry, how do you think it is going under Stephen Glass? I know it's early in the season. Well, what Duncan's just mentioned, I actually watched the game against Wraith Rovers that Wraith Rovers put them out and I don't know if Duncan agrees with me. I thought for the first half hour, Aberdeen were excellent. They were a real good watch, the way they knocked the ball about. He certainly got a, a certain way of playing Stephen Glass. He wants to get the ball in the deck and play. Um, and if you look at the squad, they've got real good players. So they, they should be looking at trying to cement third place and trying to do well. And obviously they've been knocked out of the League Cup. Now the next biggest one is the, the, the Scottish Cup. Um, but you certainly... 
good signing and Scott Brown and all the Aberdeen fans I don't know how Duncan felt about that but I thought it was a key signing the experience and the know-how that he'll bring to the squad and they've got some real good players my young nephew Lewis mm. the boy Calvin Ramsey we're speaking about Hedges if he's fit it's a real dangerous player so and the boy is it Ramirez mm -hmm. they got for USA. the MLS yeah. yep. um, he looks he looks a real deal he looks a, he's somebody who can get 15 or 20 goals so they've got the nucleus here a good team it's just down to consistency and Mark the chairman, the chairman he's flashed the cash hasn't he's, he? he's, he's backed um, he's backed Stephen Glass to, to some tune and even you know um, losing out to, to Carabag in the Europa Conference League that was three million quid down the drain but within 24 hours he brought in David Bates yeah, and yep. Matty Longstaff so when you look at that Aberdeen squad now in my opinion Aberdeen should be comfortably in third place I'm not saying challenging Rangers and Celtic that's 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 not realistic in my opinion but for third place there should be a gap between Aberdeen and the rest with that kind of squad that's here I mean the, the boy they signed for Newcastle Mark just says Matty Longstaff yeah. I've seen him last year he played a number of games for Newcastle mm. first team yeah. he's like a, a decent decent midfielder so they, they have got a real st uh, strong squad he's been back in the transfer market now the pressure is is on him to win games and make sure they cement that third place and obviously have a decent cup run because it was disappointing getting knocked out sure. of the League Cup Duncan, that's what you would want. Obviously, a really good cup run. Third place. Do you think you will come behind uh, yeah. the old firm? I, I, I think, yeah, realistically, yeah. But okay, I, I'm actually really looking forward to the league more than anything. Mm -hmm. I feel like we can cause some upset with the old firm. Um, you know, go down to Glasgow and hopefully get some wins rather than just being content with a draw or yep. you know a one nil loss or whatever. So. I, I'm feeling good about the league compared to other seasons for sure. Good. What about Scotland tomorrow night? You'll be watching then in Northern California. What's the yeah. scoreline? What do you reckon? Uh, uh, realistically, I'm thinking it could be a draw. Going for a draw. I think both teams yep. will be, oh. we'll take a 1-1 uh, out there, but hopefully we get a win. Hopefully I'm wrong and uh, we pump them 4-0. Who knows? Fingers crossed. Here's the manager speaking about the game. I thought Moldova was quite a pivotal game. We had to get three points there. We did that. This is another game that's important in the group. I think the dynamic of the group, and I did say that I felt it was a group where teams would take points off each other. I think the dynamic of the group has actually changed a little bit with the Israel-Austria scoreline midweek. So it's an important game. Every game's important. I think when you represent your country, especially in qualifiers, Every game's important because every point can be important towards the end. I don't know what the points total will be now. You look at it and you've got so many combinations and so many thoughts in your head and so many results that can go one way or the other. Better just to concentrate on the game, look for a good performance and get the result that we can get. Mark, you've been to media conferences you know, for years. Is there a wee bit of a bite there with the manager? Yeah, yeah. He, he sounds like you know he's, he's maybe looking for a wee bit more praise on the back of... Of Saturday night's victory, I see. I was at the game. Scotland played well. I mean, Moldova created one chance. I mean, they're, they're as as poor an opponent um, as you'll get. That said, you know, after the Israel game, you know, if we are if we are still realistically in the hunt, Paul, well, next three games are, are first two Pharaohs away and Moldova away. I mean, mm -hmm. look at Denmark the other night in the Pharaohs. So they're tricky games. Moldova not a good team, but you know they'll make it difficult for, for Scotland over. And then we finish with Denmark at home. Yeah, I'm getting carried away a wee bit. But first things first, like yeah, it. Steve Clark is um, looking at it. He's maybe wanting just a wee bit more praise and a, and a wee bit um, for people to be more 
um, upbeat. But I think with him as well, he's got to show that too. That you know, I'm ready. I'm confident in this team. Whatever team I select, I'm confident we'll go and get the right. And for me, the right result is to go and win it and eliminate Austria, put them right out of the equation, and then go head to head with Israel. Go and do it. That's the team talk. Yeah, no, he's yeah. fighting. That's fighting spirit. That's yeah. what I want to see for the manager. We better um, bite. Look, he's, yeah. he's obviously. I think the only thing that people are disappointed in. On Saturday night was we, we never got three, four goals. Yeah, sure. yeah. It was there for us. We so had the chances, chances, Christie's chance, yeah. Billy Gilmer there, the two at spring to mind. Yeah. But Tierney's header. Yep, yeah. Kieran yeah. Tierney's yeah. header. We get into some great positions, Paul. It was just that final yeah. pass mm-hmm. or cross that, that let us down. But listen, hopefully that's in the back burner now and we'll, we'll produce uh, tomorrow night. Let's go back in the lines 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Craig is on from Cumbernauld. Good evening, Craig. Evening lads, how are we doing? Yeah, we're fine. We've got the victory, but not the goals. What mm. what, what are you thinking? Yeah, well, I think that's the thing, you know. Yeah, we got the three points, but, you know, the concern is always going to be, you look at how tight the table is just now, points-wise, and we're not scoring a lot of goals. Israel just scored five there. You know, we'll, we'll play them again. Entirely possible yeah. we'll draw with them again. What you don't want to do is finish leveling points and miss out in the playoffs because of goal difference, because you can't score, mm-hmm. you know, two or three or four goals against teams like Moldova um, and the Faroes and, and look you know I think part of the problem with the striking issue is that uh, in terms of striker depth overall in the national pool I don't think it's great mm-hmm. I think we have a lot of conversations about midfielders who could come in who have not been selected players like Ryan Gold and amongst others mm-hmm. and you know the young boy Ramsey we're talking about defensively and Ralston and all these other players we talk about in other areas we don't have many conversations about other strikers that can come in and I think that's because we're, we're solely lacking. I think out of the three that, that are pretty much, you know, safest houses to get selected barring injuries, you know, we're, we're struggling. You know, Griffiths, I think, sad as it is to say, I think his international career is, is possibly finished. Um, so out of that, who else is left? You know, maybe you look at somebody like a Tory Watt, could he get into the squad if he scores a couple more goals at Muddle? Um Possibly. I might have actually brought him into the squad for this camp, just given that, that Nisbet can't be at full fitness with the illness he's had. Um, and he looks that pace off, so I might have been tempted. To I'm going to put that to Mark, because you, you mentioned about Kevin Nisbet. It just wasn't his night. Tony yeah. Watt? It's a, it's a good shout uh, from Craig. I, mean, I, I remember having a, a, a conversation with Gordon Strachan when Gordon was the Scotland manager. We, we kind of first took over and, and, and Tony Watt was, was on the radar. And um, Gordon Strachan... Mm-hmm. Said Tony Watt has everything in his locker to go on and be one of the best Scotland number nines in a long time, and it's just not worked out for him uh, for a variety of reasons. But I think what's Tony maybe 27, 28. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a good shout, um, by Craig because we don't have, I mean, you're, you're racking your brain trying to you think, God, if we'd a, a McCoy or a Johnson or a McAvaney or a Nicholas, you know, any of those, those guys, but we, we don't. That said. Dykes and Adams for me are a, a, a good partnership I'd love to have the equivalent of an Andy Robertson or a Kieran Tierney as a, as a number nine we don't have that but um, what we do have are two talented players and you can see on, on Saturday night as well and again but, but Lyndon Dykes Craig he gives his absolute all and you could see an improvement in him by working with, with Matt Warburton and the coaches at QPR he's, he's, he's come on a ton and his first goal in 12 games that has to help his confidence they're the best goals for centre forwards yep. tap-ins for, for two yards you've <laughs> got to be in the right place at the right yep. time and he was he, he obviously um, read the situation with Nathan Patterson having a pop at goal the keeper makes a save and he's in the right place at the right time and knocked it in in terms of Tony Watt the, the, the problem with Tony Watt 
as he's never been settled at a club now he's, he looks to me if he's settled at Murrow he's moved quite a lot Tony there's no doubt he's got ability he just needs to get a number of games now he's starting to get that at Murrow playing week in week out he's their talisman up top if he continues the sort of form that he's he started with this season he has a shout um, but I, I like your centre forwards only thing is I wouldn't look at him saying they're genuine out and out goal scorers that's what we miss yep. somebody who is going to guarantee no guarantee you but you could say that he's he's going to score a number of goals that's the only problem with Lyndon Dykes she Adams Kevin Nisbet I like him he had an off night on Saturday um, I do still think he's got the the ability to be a Scotland number nine it just it just never happened for him he had one I think attempt on goal he was a bit rusty looking but his time will come again Kevin Nisbet Here's Callum McGregor speaking about the chances that were missed. You know, you can obviously you, you, can, you can do shooting practice, but you know it's totally different when you come into the game. It's, it's, there's different pressures. You don't always get a, an easy ball to finish when you, you set it up in training. Everything's is manufactured to, to get shots off and uh, you know produce chances at goals. So sometimes when they come in the game, you know they're always different. You get a set play. You know you get a free header, whatever it is. Then you know it's just a bit in the moment, trying to take the chance and and, uh, and trying to have that mindset where when the chance comes you're calm and you, you can execute the, the technique because you can do it every day if you want in training but when the chance comes in the game you, you have to try and be cool and, and execute the, the technique to get the goal Craig can we ask you about Nathan Patterson we know obviously he's going to miss tomorrow night uh, along with Ryan Fraser and Kenny McLean what did you make of him though and how can you keep him out of the Rangers team? Uh, well listen I thought he had a, a, a terrific game against Moldova I thought his reading of the game um, for the goal was, was sensational Um you know, he nicked in there, picked it up perfectly. Even the way he finished it, I think um, yep. when you look at it, what he done was almost what you were hoping Billy Gilmore would have done in his situation. That it was proper strikers. He's played it across the keeper so that even with the keeper saving it, it still came out into that dangerous area and Dykes is there to latch onto it and score, which is which is brilliant. Um, and I suppose you need that because a lot of the best chances we had in the game didn't actually fall to our strikers. It was our midfielders and our our left-backs, obviously, Tierney and Robertson, um, who they were mainly falling to. So, um, there is that. But now, Patterson is, to me, he's a terrific young player. And I think he is the, the, the guy that you look at and, and Barry said earlier, for the next, you know, maybe 10, 12 years, he is definitely, you know, proper sort of right-back. And, I, you know, I think it's a, a it shows because he's not had a lot of games. Mm-hmm. And yet, despite the form of somebody like Anthony Ralston, where you could easily... You know, more than justifiably have put him in. You know, yep. clearly Steve Clark um, has a lot of faith in him as well, um, as does Gerard. And I, I mean, it's a headache for Steve <laughs> because how do you keep him out? I would almost actually like to see us maybe try and, and see there's a way of fitting fitting them both in. You know, could you play a sort of Patterson right back? You know, Tavernier right wing back kind of role because I think Tavernier defensively, you know, to me, Patterson is better than Tavernier defensively purely because I think Tavernier loves that going forward and getting balls into the box a lot where he almost plays more as a winger mm-hmm. actually um, than a defender at times so. Barry what do you make? I think he's got everything in the locker Nathan Patterson a lot of people are, are on and rightly so the way he attacks brilliant I think he's a really good defender as well for 19 if you watch his positional sense it's excellent and there's obviously been working on that everybody goes on about he's brilliant going forward and rightly so he has he's got what an engine my only concern is as we've just spoke about there Craig's been speaking about he's now ready to go and play week in week out at Rangers the only issue he's got is the captain's at right back and 
he's been excellent over the, the course of the last uh, 12 or 13 months um, so it is a real problem that Stevie G's going to have because um, I think he's more than capable of, of coming in and playing um, can you play the two of them in the same team I think he prefers bombing forward for deeper I don't think he'll be the same kind of player if you bump him up one or you bump Tav up one I think they're better coming on to play um, so that's a hard one for him but the guy is um, he's just a, an excellent young fullback. you can see why Everton were in last week for him albeit yeah. it was far too cheap yeah I mean, yeah. I think actually what strikes me now about this conundrum that's developing for, for Tavernier and Patterson at Rangers is very similar to what the Scotland national managers have had in the past five years with Andy Roberts and Kieran Tierney yeah. mm-hmm. two of the best yep. players so how do you work out you, what, you get your best players in the team the only way is Stephen Gerrard going to go to your back three I don't think that's going to going to happen. How do you do it? And Patterson, you don't want him becoming frustrated mm-hmm. and losing game time because he's ready. He's more than ready to go and go and play. It's a real. It really just, is he a suffers one. for his development, Aye. and also yeah. the national team mm-hmm. will suffer yeah. with Nathan no playing week in week out. So it's a tough one. But listen, I think I think the manager will go watch them on training and he'll pick who he thinks is the the man to play on a Saturday. I don't think it'll have any qualms of leaving. Uh, Tavernier out even though he's captain yep. yep that's that's the way it is at football you need competition for places Paul Craig what's your scoreline tomorrow night oh I think uh, I'm, I'm hoping that Austria have another off night you yeah. know they seem to have a few problems so yep. I'd like to see um, a nice 2-1 victory um, yep. although I suspect <laughs> with a lack of goals we score it'll be a nervous sort of 1-0 affair but I'd take that all day long because the most important thing is, you know, it's, it's get the three points, get that, we're right in the mix um, and we could, you know, we can beat Israel and we can definitely sure. beat Moldova and Faroe Islands. Um, so we'd be in a great position if we'd done that. Craig, great call. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Let's get Chris back as soon as possible. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was busy this morning with the breakfast show. That new competition is oh, magnificent, yeah. isn't it? Oh, so uh, we're not allowed thanks. to enter it. Oh. That'll be listening tomorrow morning, 10 past eight. We always are anyway, Crofty and Grado. Go Radio Football Show. And it was great to hear the business show back yesterday as well. 90 minute edition. That's what it is yeah, now. Same as 90 a new minutes. Start, half 10. Yeah, half 10. They're on yep. early. 90 minutes and the it, guy who was, was on it is it Grofy Grow Coffee yeah, that's right in Irvin. Irvin. Yep. 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 magnificent I hear from people it's it's an amazing Grow. place Grow yeah, brilliant yep. uh, they've just opened a new one at the big roundabout at, uh, at Air just before you get the race yeah, course. my, top, my parents looks. are down there and they'll get one um, Irvin. And Irvin and it's uh, honest to goodness the coffee the cakes yeah. all oh. homemade and, and brilliant and I, and I met I met the guy as well because they, 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 they donated to uh, Chris Boy's charity. They had a oh, collection. You and Coach yep. went down and met the, the staff and uh, lovely people, really nice people. They've been it's quality, a great story, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah. Is. it looks brilliant. a brilliant place. I've yeah. looked it up on the internet there. It, it looks um, great. The, the food looks Put brilliant. In the mood. There's yeah. a queue all the time, apparently. Yeah. People queue up. The staff are brilliant. But really enjoyed that yesterday. So half 10 till midday. Uh, Hunter and Hockey here on the Go Radio football show and the business show so it's the, the season's back isn't it we're really we're back now and um, we're going to take more calls 0808 17 17 700 Barry Ferguson the former Rangers and Scotland star and Mark Guidi best in the business pundit that's what you've written here isn't it <laughs> our big money signing from down the river a few months ago and uh, I'm just looking here <laughs> to see about the match for tomorrow um, 
we're going to be there in Vienna. We're not actually there, but yeah. Scotland flew out today. It, it is relentless. You heard the manager yeah. saying that, and no time to work in any set pieces or whatever, Mark. If, if you feel, and that's where, you know, having had the squad together for a month uh, in and around the Euros time, Paul, it would have been so beneficial in terms of just getting things into, into their minds because we would have known for this triple header that it was just going to be turning up game recovery recovery game and that's that's what it's going to be so it is unfortunate but you've just got to make the be the best of a bad situation and the other part of it is every other nation's the same it's not like they're having more rest or more training time we're all um, on the same boat but I still think we can go there having been at Hamden on Saturday night I thoroughly enjoyed it I enjoyed watching Scotland okay it was only 1-0 but I felt entertained I thought that the Scotland supporters were brilliant, real healthy crowd inside, you know, and it was good to see, good to see that. And if we can get a positive result tomorrow night, Paul, we know ourselves and Barry's played in front of it. What a game this Israel game's going to be mm -hmm. on October the 9th at Hampton. It will be 50,000 mm -hmm. Scotland fans in there and it's going to be one of those nights you're thinking, Do you know what, if we can win, it takes you up on touching distance of Qatar, trying to get a Qatar, which is absolutely amazing. Yeah, it'll be electric. Mm. It'll be one of them, look, Hamden sometimes doesn't create a brilliant atmosphere, but I, th I think if we go and get the win tomorrow night, I think that game against Israel at Hamden in October, the place will be absolute buzzing. Um, and I feel for the manager as well, he's right, hardly any time in the training ground. It's relentless, um, the amount of games that are coming. And 48 hours after a game, Paul, that's when you suffer. Um, the, the sore legs or whatever, so he probably, I mean... It would have been minimum training session, half an hour, 40 minutes max, where they're just cooling down and then he, he has to walk through. So it's a tough gig when they go away and as well, people with injuries, you don't always get the full squad. I mean, when I was at International, we never had the full squad together once with people carrying injuries, all sorts of things. Um, it was it was a hard, it's a hard gig, the national manager, but look, it is what it is. Every nation's the same. You've got to deal with three games yep. um, in a short period of time. Um, and look, the guys, look after, the, the way a modern day football player looks after mm. himself, they're, they're like proper, proper athletes now. So that'll no affect them tomorrow night. So Ryan Fraser misses out. Kenny McLean and Nathan Patterson, they're uh, injury victims of the other night. Uh, here's the manager speaking about the call-ups. It's almost impossible to, to do with the with the turnaround and the, the schedule for testing. Difficult. Paul's not the... It's not the first one that we've, we've tried to call up over the course of the camp. Uh, we've tried other players, but Paul's the first one we've managed to get in, so we're, we're grateful for that. We're grateful for Paul for making himself available for, for testing very late last night to jump through the hoops and, and make sure that he's part of the squad. So it's good to have him on board as a, as, as a good backup to the, to the team. That's Paul McGinn, of course, uh, into the squad. Um, you don't think he'll start tomorrow night, but on the bench. Yeah, yeah. I imagine he'll be on the, on the bench. What we don't know is... Um, how is Stephen O'Donnell? You know, we were talking there about you know the effects of injury and illness on, on, on Kevin Nisbet, just didn't look himself on Saturday night. Stephen O'Donnell's not had much game time recently, if memory serves me correctly. So, do you know what? It, it, it might be that, that Paul McGinn just gets thrown in. It just depends how Stephen O'Donnell's um, feeling. I'm sure if he says to the manager he's fine, then you know he'll be there. But Paul McGinn's a, a more than able backup. And what, what you know you're getting from him, you'll, you'll get total commitment and total um, honesty from him. Yeah, look, he's he's one of the players that he's a guaranteed seven out of ten every single week. When you watch Hibs, he's just Mister Steady, and he's he's a good player. Um, As a manager, again. how big is that for you? If you were yeah, there, he's, he's yeah. very consistent. That's what you need. You need players that you know you can hang your hat on, and he'll turn up every single week. And he look, he strikes me as his attitude spot on as well. 
looks to me if he's a good a good trainer um, and he's a good player I don't think he gets a lot of credit he deserves Paul McGinn mm-hmm. Do you know who got 7 out of 10 in your paper today Grant Hanley and the manager is speaking about the defender I think Grant's always been a good centre back obviously when you're, you're a young defender you, you can be a little bit more rash he's grown into his game he's, he's a more mature player I've always liked Grant as a, as a player even as a youngster you could see the qualities he had you knew he would develop as he got more experience and become better and better uh, in recent games for Scotland, I think probably our most consistent player. Mentioned it, but losing Grant in the, the game against Croatia was a big was a big factor in the game. Uh, we, we lost that, that big rock at the back. Steadying influence, great lad, great trainer. Doesn't cause me one bit of trouble, comes in. Everybody respects him in the group uh, just because of the way he conducts himself. So he's, he's been a big plus for us. The big rock at the back. I thought yeah. he called him a rocket. <laughs> yeah. But he is. Listen, he, that, a rocket? Yeah. No, he's no, not. He, no. I, I tell you one thing about Grant Hanley. He's a proper defender. Yeah. He, he just looks if he loves defending, yeah. loves heading mm. the ball. Big physical presence. And look, he was one. He was a scapegoat a few years ago. Didn't yeah. have a great time. Mm. Um, was out in the, the national team for a, a couple of years. Um, but he's one of the first players on the team sheet. You can hear what Steve Clark thinks of him um, he rates him highly um, and I think in the Euros he was your best player mm-hmm. did you? Yeah. yes I did Wow. Yep. Yeah. very consistent mm-hmm. you know what you're getting from mm-hmm. Mark Woody oh, he's, he's resurrected his international mm-hmm. career I thought, I thought he was done and dusted two or three years ago and you're right because he had a couple of a couple of shockers maybe a wee bit of a whipping boy maybe for some of the Scotland fans maybe some people in the media um, as well but for him to come back shows the mentality that he's got um, doesn't need to do it because he's you know had hectic schedules um, at club level um, too. So it shows the appetite that he's got um, to do well, and he has been absolutely brilliant. And for Steve Clark, we all know Steve Clark. For Steve Clark to wax lyrically about somebody the way he was doing there, Paul, that shows that he really does um, think highly of him both as a footballer and just as importantly as a as a person. As I said he's low maintenance, doesn't cause him a second grief, and that's so important for international managers when, when when boredom can set in and you're maybe wondering about what one or two might get up to but we have you know he's good in the group and he'll help after others too Barry yeah you love him we just, I thought you were looking into the distance there I thought you were going to no, tell I, me no I'm just story. thinking I, I just like that when yep. you, you can people come through hard times mm. in terms of getting a, a bit of um, people were having a go at him and he, he was at this, he was yeah, a bit he of was a bit boy of, wasn't yeah he? a bit yep. of scapegoat which I, I don't like at times mm. but look, fair play it just shows you what type of character mm. he has it easy for him to say right I don't want any of this um, he's had a, a real good career down in England with Blackburn and now Norwich he's a captain there um, so I, I love to see it and as I said to you um, he's one of the players you know what you're getting just proper defender um, he defends first and foremost and he's a decent footballer as well, Grant Hanley keeps things simple. That's what I like about him. Could be a big night for the goalkeeper. You know, next yeah. to nothing to do, as you mentioned. There was one attempt for Moldova. It'll be different in Vienna. Yeah, he'll have a bit to do in the, the old uh, Ernst Happel Stadium <laughs> yeah. tomorrow night in Vienna. There's no doubt because, as we've said, for, for, for Austria, for Franco Foda, the manager, he'll probably be sitting just now thinking, if I lose tomorrow night, he's probably going to get sacked. He's probably going to be out of job. So he'll be sitting and he'll be picking 11 guys. I think it's an old phrase, but I remember Gordon Strachan mentioned things, there's certain games you pick a team to save your life. And tomorrow night, this is about saving Franco Foda's career as Austria manager. So he will pick 11 bodies first and foremost that he thinks will give 100% for the Austrian jersey. And that can be that can cause Scotland problems, albeit they are fragile, they are vulnerable. But tomorrow night, the Austrian players have got to stand up uh, in front of their own supporters 
and show that they mean business and they've got to go and win the game. And do we have the goal threat? Can we get goals? One goal could be enough tomorrow night. Quick break, the news is coming up and then we're back with Barry and Mark next. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Second hour already of the programme, Monday to Friday, the Go Radio Football Show. Tonight, Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi. Loads of calls, loads of comments on the socials as well. Scotland winning 1-0 against Moldova at Hamden. Over 40,000 people were there. Mark, were you there with the family? Did you, you weren't working? Um, no, yeah. I wasn't working, uh, Paul. I was there with my youngest uh, daughter, Claudia, who plays football, yeah. loves her football, and we were sitting just in front of Lord Hockey and his, his ah, guests so it's good to yeah. see uh, Willie there as well supporting the national team of course it's brilliant. What, what was the atmosphere like? it was good but honestly good. Barry uh, it, it was it was good and I'm just sitting there as a as a as a supporter but it was a good atmosphere a bit of frustration obviously there wasn't more more goals but as I say I, I felt I felt entertained and you're watching you know we, we mentioned it on Friday night just about that drive and energy and enthusiasm that John McGinn brings you've seen Gilmore enjoying himself you've seen Nathan Patterson you know enjoying himself Robertson and Tierney Hooking up again, um, so no, it was it was an enjoyable um, ninety minutes because it, sh- it should have been three or four mm-hmm. uh, at least. But no, I, I thought the Scotland fans created a really good atmosphere on uh, Saturday night. Some of the messages coming in, Don has been on saying, "Look, the Austrians haven't shown up in the last two games. It's going to be fine tomorrow evening." Barry, <laughs> that's all well and saying that yeah. you've got to remember they have got very very good players who play at a high level. I think the vast majority of their squad are, are Bundesliga mm. based. Um, but look they are going through a tough time it doesn't look a happy camp so I, I'm reckoning this is the best time to get them if we go there and start the game put them under a bit of pressure at the start early on then I think we could be um, coming away with three points which would be unbelievable for us in the group Chev's been on because of the injuries we know that Fraser McLean and Patterson are out but he's saying they're bringing in Paul again over an inform Anthony Rawson he says it's mind blowing Chev 85 has been on why not Anthony Rawson well what you've got to remember there as well Paul listen to Steve Clark he said said, I've tried to get a few people in he said and because remember it's all Covid stuff as well so it's a bit different you know boys might have been away for a couple of days if they've been given time off with their clubs last week they might have nicked away you never know so you know Steve Clark alluded to there he's wanted to bring in a couple more but for different reasons he couldn't and then he praised Paul McGinn took his Covid test Late last night, just to come uh, and be involved geographically. You know, he trains every day in Edinburgh. So he's close by to Odom. All the different wee things. It's maybe just not as easy saying, "Yeah, I want to bring him in, and I want to bring him in, and I want to bring him." In, because there's so many, there's so many hoops to jump through at the moment. Yep. Normally in a, a international that two week window, um, if players in in the squad, the manager normally gives them a good five to seven days off to let them go away, forget about football, recover. So that could be a point, maybe one or two of them have, have decided to, to maybe go away. Um, as you said, he's tried to bring in, I think he'd mentioned it, didn't he, in yeah. his interview, yeah, he's he tried did. to yep. bring players in. Maybe it's come down to some like COVID rules, because yeah. the COVID rules are, are, um, are very, very strict. And it's still very much with us. I see Davy Proven in his uh, column yesterday in The Sun was saying, footballers, please get jacked, get yeah. double vaccinated. And and Barry, you you've come up against it all the time just now, you know, with COVID protocols quite properly. Yeah, I've, I've spoke to my group of boys, and what do you say? I've said to them, look, I, I would encourage them to, to be double vaccinated because I, I think it might come a point where you've got to be to maybe to play. Um, we've got the vast majority of them are, are double vaccinated. Um, there's a couple that have only had one vaccination. You've got that window, Paul. I think six or eight weeks before you can get the second one. So. 
Our squad in a whole is, is looking um, pretty decent that way. Yep, let's get vaccinated. Let's get back on the lines. 0808 17 17 700. So we've been to Northern California. We're going to Donegal now. And it's Chris is on the line. Chris, good evening. All right, how's it going? Good, how are you? Ah, I can't complain. Where are you in Donegal? Uh, Letterkenny. Uh, Letterkenny, yep. So, uh, you'll be watching the game tomorrow night. What did, what did you think of Saturday? Saturday, ah, finished. Ah, just everything overhit the crosses. You know, you've got a striker in there at about six foot five, six foot six, and every ball's going over his head. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. But also, these are professional. Even Robertson playing at the highest level in England and can he hit a cross into the main man's head. It's to be honest, I don't. I don't look forward to tomorrow night. Even Israel hammering Austria, mm-hmm. I still. I don't think we're good enough at the moment. It's no Clark's fault. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, it's just we have to be better. We have to be. We have to look at it. Uh, we need to take our chances, Barry. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought the build-up play was good. I agree with, with the caller there. Mm-hmm. I, I think when we get into the final third, that let us down our final ball. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no doubt, doubt about it. We get into some great areas during the game with some decent build-up. And that's the thing that I think will be frustrating Stevie Clark and the, the players. Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating the fans as well because for me, that was a game that we could have won by three or four goals. Mm-hmm. No doubt about Aye. it. And when you get goals, that breeds confidence. Sure. Um, so that's a disappointing thing for... Me watching the game, and I think everybody watching the game is we never come away with, with more goals. I just thought when we get into the areas, that final cross mm-hmm. was off. Because it's a good point he makes. Uh, yeah, there's, like, there's, there's a couple of opportunities that were wasted from, from both sides. That said, don't forget about the good deliveries that did go in. Corner kicks, Andy Robertson sent over a, a couple of cracking uh, corner kicks. Um, Chris, he, he did. But yeah, we could improve in our quarter. Of, of, of course we can. We could always get better. And it would have been much better to, to win 3 or 4-0 um, on Saturday night. But it was 1-0, it was three points. And for me, we're going into tomorrow night in a good frame of mind. But I want the frame of mind to be, we're leaving Vienna tomorrow night at 10 o'clock with three points in the bag. We've eliminated Austria. And now our next target is to go and beat Israel um, at Hamden on October 9th. I don't want to be coming away from Austria tomorrow with a point yeah it's great we've got no let's go and win the game let's go and do something really really positive and send a message out yeah I, I just think it's frustration for a lot of people I mean Chris just mentioned there Andy Robertson who's a top player <laughs> like getting into some areas where yeah. he was over hitting the cross or he, I think he'd flash one over the bar yeah. in the first yeah. half good um, ball through from Ryan Christie yeah. wasn't it yeah I, I just think with the quality we've got you do expect a, a bit better and I just put it maybe down to a, a, an off night when we get mm. into the final third I thought there was a lot of good build up play mm-hmm. um, I thought we Billy Gilmer in the middle of the park was exceptional um, so do you think the confidence just, will be high for tomorrow yeah they'll, they'll be disappointed no. and frustrated because mm. yeah. we never got more mm. goals um, and there's you're better taking it out in Austria hopefully okay. uh, tomorrow night Chris, Barry is confident. He thinks they will. He thinks they will go there with confidence after the other night. Well, the reason I'm confident, Chris, the reason I'm confident is because I look at the players that we've got in our squad, and I still believe and I stand by it. We have got very good players playing at the highest level, and it just needs to click. And if it clicks, I think we can give somebody a. A severe doing. Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen tomorrow night because Austria are a, a yeah. good team. 
Um, but we've got the we've got the ability. We've got the players. Chris, here's the manager speaking about uh, Israel's win over Austria. It's quite interesting. Well, I don't know if you've watched the game, but it was a it was a very strange game. If you looked at the the game objectively in the first half, it could have been four three five three Austria half time. They had they had some big chances in the first half. Didn't take them. Israel were clinical, really clinical. The result maybe was a little bit unexpected to some, but the last time. I think Austria played in Israel was a Nations League game a couple of years ago and Israel beat them 4-2. There is some previous there. The Austrians now will be looking at this game thinking that they've, they've got to win. It's an important game in the group but they're all important. The next one will be important as well and the one after that will be important depending on how results run. That's, we're, all, we're all scrapping for the points. Chris? Are you feeling... Oh, any- I, I, sorry? Are you feeling any more confident when you hear Barry, when you think about the players that we do have there? Listen, it didn't come off the other night, only that one goal... But one goal might be enough tomorrow night. Oh, well, well, let's hope so. You know, as as said earlier, the three points is uh, the most important things. But you have to begin and with a performance. You know, at the end of the, end of the day, as I said, three points. I but you're going out there and you, you have to question some of the substitutions as well. You took John McGinn. John McGinn probably for Scotland is the best player we've got, and you're taking them off, and the subs going on, and they found you with that confidence. You know, but, but I think it was with Tuesday night in mind, though, Chris. Yeah. If you look at this, if you look at the substitutions, and and I was there. You're right, John McGinn was good, and bearing in mind, John McGinn's just had COVID. You know, so just yeah. he, he got a good seventy minutes, and that was just nice for him. To take him off, then Callum McGregor misses the first set, and it comes on, so he's fresh for getting into Tuesday. So a lot of what happened on Saturday night in the latter stages was with with Tuesday night in mind. I they they, they two are, are key players for Scotland. They're certain starters for me, Callum McGregor and and John McGinn. I agree with Chris. Oh, John, be, yeah, John McGinn over the last um, eighteen months or twenty four months has been has been Scotland's best oh, player. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. no doubt. I mean, you just need to look at the goals that he's he's fired in for that middle of the park. Um, so they they too. That's why obviously he hadn't trained with the team much as well. John McGinn bit of tiredness maybe crept in, get him off, make sure he recovers well because he's a he's a big player for us. And the same. Listen, I think if it was a bigger game, he would have played Callum McGregor for the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Callum McGregor plays every single minute for Celtic as well. Um, so that's a bit of just give him a bit of rest and getting his leg moving, getting his legs moving for the last 20 minutes. And um, they two certainties to start tomorrow night. Chris, where will you watch it tomorrow? I'll be watching it in the house. I'll be a refereeing tomorrow and then Aye. I'll be back to watch it. Good. Where are you but, from uh, originally? Ah, uh, Glasgow, Mary Hill. Yep, Mary Hill. Yep. Yeah. Fair Hill uh, for thrills. Cross just in the bottom end. Do you follow the Jags or do you follow one of the big two? Oh no, I'm a Celtic man. I. So what do you make of this season then so far? With Ange Postecoglou, you'd be disappointed to lose out so much possession, especially the first half. But what are you feeling about this season for Celtic? Ah well, I'm hoping it's positive. He's he's got some good ideas and he's saying the right things, but. You know, it's uh, performances on the park and it's the results that, that matter. So, let's see come May if we're sitting there at the top of the league, then we're happy enough. If no, then we need to go again, start mm-hmm. again. But uh, he, he, it's a positive start. Don't get me wrong, it's losing to Rangers and losing to Hearts wasn't, yep. wasn't ideal, but, you know, you, you build on it and we'll move on for the, the last result and Let's hope we'll go back to the top of the league soon where we belong. Mark, it's funny how we, we get into this, you know, for five, six days, it's all the international scene, but we'll be back after five sleeps. It will be, you know, the the Premiership's back. What about Celtic? The 12, 12 signings over the summer, Mark? Yeah. It'll be, it's going to be a, a crucial spell coming up now to see if he can make them gel. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it will be, you know, Furuhashi, no doubt, it could be the, the, the pick of the bunch. Um, Carter Vickers from, from Spurs, yeah. good reports um, about him. Joe Hart, obviously, I think it's been a good signing um, and goal. Still think they might be be one or two uh, short. It'll be interesting to see how um, Big Georgius does, the, the Greek striker um, from Venlo. So, um, look, there's, there's a lot of potential at Celtic, but sometimes it can just be a, a big ask you know, seven or eight first team players all going in and doing it together because look, Celtic are looking good but don't forget they're, they're two big tests domestically they've lost and I know it's early days the manager's only been there six weeks so I get all that uh, they've got to be allowed time but um, they're up against Rangers who are yeah, they've not been in great form but they still beat Celtic 1-0 and they're still a well-oiled machine they know each other um, inside out so it's still a it's a big big ass for Celtic but one thing for sure because I'm sure they'll agree they will be better there's not going to be 25 points between the teams this season Celtic will make a race of it mm-hmm. yeah the, the only issue Postacoglu will have is um, how quickly can he gel all the new players because um, it is difficult 12 players it's a lot um, but listen uh, we said it last week in the show and I believe it this is going to get right to the wire nobody will run away with it this year nothing like 25 points could be two or three this year yep yep. and that's what you want you want it going to the wire you want the pressure being on both of them Um, so I think it will I think it will go right down to the last couple of weeks Chris do you get back for the games? Uh, I I, I was meant to be back there for the Scotland game uh, on Saturday but uh, just situations happened and I couldn't get over Sure. but uh, I'm hopefully getting over now in uh, November and yeah, I don't get back much for them, but I'll be back for the Celtic Batiste game as well in December. Ah, yeah. Well, Betis coming to town. Anyway. Yeah, good. So, yeah. right, tomorrow night, you'll be watching it at home. What do you think the scoreline's going to be? Let's hope 2 1. 2 1 Scotland. 2 1 Scotland. Bit of positive. Chris, did you say you're a referee? I am. You must be crazy. <laughs> Referees. <laughs> you're right, eh? Honestly, I take my hat off <laughs> who exactly, wants to be a yeah. referee. Yeah. Uh, I'll fair play to you. What league is it? Are you different leagues in Ireland? Oh, it's, it's uh, Donegal. It's uh, Donegal Junior League, and uh, it's it's only local just now. I've I've only been doing it two years, so. Oh, brilliant! Is it like totally the Ayrshire? Up a wee bit. Is it like the Ayrshire uh, Juniors? A wee bit. It can get a wee bit rough. Mark, did you ever? You played junior, didn't you? Yeah, I played the uh, couple of games for shots, couple of games for. Mm-hmm. Vela Clyde and uh, that was my uh, hung up my gloves Vela Clyde it's a difficult job a referee listen I take my hat off to people who want to be um, uh, referees who was your best referee who would you say well that's a good good it'd be fair see back in the the late 90s early 2000s see the referees they were strict but you could have a if you had a pop at them they would have a pop back now I don't think you can really do that is that Willie Young and people like that oh, yeah, that time yep. Hugh Dallas you, you, Kenny, you mentioned Kenny Clark uh-huh. Joe yep. Robotham yep. yeah. they were strict yep. they were strong Aye, strong Good characters mm-hmm. strong characters Chris yeah. can, well, we ask you who was your favourite referee me uh, to be honest none yeah. of them <laughs> 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 not even down south no or, 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 or Kalina or, or, or whoever no, no, no. I'm not a big referee, man. Apart from doing it myself. <laughs> well, listen, it's great you do it, Chris. Thanks very much for calling in. We'll speak to you soon. No worries, thank you. Cheers, thank you, Chris. Calling in from Danny Gall. Not too happy about the referees, but hey, he's doing something about it. At least yeah, he's, he doesn't he's like now, the referees. No, but the referees. <laughs> I, I, I think our refs are. Yeah. 
a decent pub. I would like to see a wee bit more of the the, the, the human element of them. I think they've got better um, at that. Even just in public, you've yeah. shown that they're, that they're like they're just normal people, and, and I like because it it's a hell of a hard time. I think unfairly, but I think Willie, you know, Willie Collum is a is a really good referee. I yeah. think Willie Collum's it's really a tough good. Gig. Oh, it is. It's a horrible. The, the abuse they, they get for yep. the, the stands and whatever. Um, but I, I'm, I think we've got decent referees mm. up here, uh, and they've got to be strong. Yep. got to be strong inside because of the. They've got big decisions to make. And it doesn't help up up here. Um, they've got a split decision to make a, a decision sometimes, um, and it goes against them at times. And the cameras everywhere. You know, oh, uh, yeah. can you imagine? That, no, and the game is so fast now, and they have to do it in that instance. I mean, they don't have VAR, which I know brings its own problems, but it's got no chance. You've just yeah. got to make that decision. Uh, and, and the linesmen or the assistant referees as well. Yeah, and but, their, their referees yeah. ain't full time either. No, up sure. Here. They're, they're still part time. Unlike England. Down yep. in England, yep, yep. that's a full time job. Is Willie Collum the best at the moment, do you think? Bobby yeah. Madden's it. Yeah. yeah, Bobby Madden. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Wally's, I think he gets unfair criticism at times. Yeah. Wally Collins. Yeah, they all do, don't they? Yeah, yeah. They, he does. Okay, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700, just delving in there to uh, matters in the Premiership. We spoke about Nathan Patterson and Rangers in the first hour. Can they keep him out of the team? He's such a, a great talent. And uh, for Celtic, what's going to happen? Because this weekend, St. Johnson against Rangers, we're on from 12. The game is at 12.30. And then at 3, Celtic against Ross County, Dundee Livingston, St. Mirren against Dundee United and Motherwell Aberdeen. And then Sunday, it's the Edinburgh Derby at Tynecastle. Hearts against Hibs. So it's going to be quite some weekend. Five sleeps, Barry, before that. At the Edinburgh yeah. Derby, your brother played in that, didn't he? Yeah, I yeah. went to a few through my dad when I used to go and watch my brother. Mm-hmm. Did um, you enjoy it, the atmosphere? Yep, yep, and I enjoy Tynecastle mm-hmm. as a stadium. Yeah. My, my favourite away stadium, just fans right on top of you, basically touching you. Um, when that's packed, that's a brilliant stadium to play in. Was it by the throat they were trying to touch you? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Fair yeah I had a few. That <laughs> 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 <It> was Derek. <laughs> oh, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. It's the Go Radio Football Show with Paul, with Barry, and Mark The Go Radio Football Show Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from 5 Go Radio Football Show counting down to tomorrow night it's Austria against Scotland Scotland after that win at the weekend look we should have got more goals but there were so many chances and uh, you like the formation Barry the way we went at it if we just got a few more but we got the points yeah, look, at the end of the day, the most important thing is getting three points. Um, I thought we played some decent stuff. I enjoyed watching it. The only disappointing thing is we never scored more goals. I, I thought we got into, as I said earlier on, Paul, I thought we got into some great areas. It was just that final cross, our final ball wasn't wasn't spot on. We missed a few chances as well. And another day, another night, that's three or four goals. But listen, got to move on quickly because we've got one massive game tomorrow night. And it's for me... I know hearing Callum McGregor and Stevie Clark a point would be maybe good but I think we've got to try and go and get the three points we've, go with that, yeah. we've got to go with that attitude yes Mark you agree we're going to go yeah. on the lines now you were there Saturday night so too was Reagan. Reagan, good evening Paul how are you doing alright? good thanks how are you how was Saturday for you getting back to oh, the match? Paul, I, 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 mean, I mean it was so good to be there Paul it was so good to be there some atmosphere I hear what did you make of it tell us about your night I expected it to be uh, a quiet atmosphere because I heard on go that it was uh, 26,000 but I think mm-hmm. from looking at the city I don't know Mark but I thought there was 40,000 there it looked like a good, a good crowd that turned out and 
Well, in Scotland played well. I mean, we had a good chance um, from Parson and then obviously Dyke scored it. But we had some great chances as well. I mean, Tierney uh, could have scored. Yep. John McGinn with so many great chances. The problem was uh, to just put the ball in the back of the net. But I don't think Moldova really caused it. Caused any problems, Paul? No, no, they didn't. What about tomorrow? What do you feel? I would say that this is the first Scotland game where I'm actually nervous the day before the game because I think this is the one where we we need we, we need to take something from the game. I know I know Mark was saying that six points would be um, would be would be good, but I would take a point if you said to me right now, Paul. I mean, mm-hmm. Austria. Don't forget, they, they only got put out of the European Championships by Germany, so they're not a, they're not a bad side. No, and they, then also, um, Scotland, I mean, we're, we're, do, we're doing well. I, I heard on the show the other night, people were saying about Steve Clark to go. I don't understand that, Paul, because if you look at it, Steve Clark, um, when he came in, we played with a Kazakhstan. Can- mm-hmm. We played and got beat. You know, Steve Clark came in goes to the playoff and we're doing great things Paul so yeah. you know, I, I just think we just, we just need um, a big result tomorrow I, I, I agree Paul I, looking at the fix again I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves but I I want second place to be secure before the last game of the section and that's at home in Denmark we play yeah. at home in Denmark the last game um, Regan and Israel, if I've seen them uh, as our nearest competitors, they're at home to the Pharaohs. Mm-hmm. Now, I know by that point, Denmark will have qualified, yeah. but still, they could still come and beat us comfortably if, if they sure. wanted to. So, I want the points to be in the bag before, and in order to do that, I think 18 points is the target. To do that, go and win the morning night, just go and, go and do it. Um, as I say, Israel at home, Pharaohs away, Moldova will be tricky games, but all, you know, we could, you look at three points on Saturday night, three points tomorrow. We effectively have got it in our capabilities to go and take 15 points out of 15 points. Wow. And that, yeah. that would that would secure it before the mm. game against Denmark. Because that, I mean, we're talking about being nervy. And I imagine that, I mean, it'd be brilliant. It'd yeah. be box office. Mm. Barry's been there the game against Italy at Hamden and stuff like that yeah. for Euro 2008. But um, I'd rather, I think it's within our capabilities to go and secure it before then. I was thinking about that, Barry, when, yeah. when you were saying there about Denmark. It reminded me of uh, Italy back in 2007. Yeah. That, yeah. that atmosphere. Um, as I said Hamden sometimes doesn't create and I think he's all agreeing with the best atmosphere but I'd, both he's at the game yeah. the atmosphere right. on that it was jumping oh, it was, it was absolute it? electric and when it's jumping it's, it drives yeah. you on you know what I mean they were, a, they were a massive help to us even when we were going through wee sticky patches mm. in the game when Natalie obviously top team were keeping the ball the fans were still driving us on and, and getting behind us um, but I hear Regan said Austria are not a bad team. So we, yeah. Again, yeah. Again, we're we're a good team. Mm -hmm. So I know people saying, "Listen, a point would it be okay? It would be." But I I honestly believe that we can go there if we get the right attitude. We can win the game. Here's Callum McGregor speaking about tomorrow night. Yeah, we know it's a big game. You know, especially after the result the other night as well. You know, we get a positive result, they get a negative result. You know, we're getting to the point where you're starting to run out of games. So. You know, the next two or three are, are massive for us and, you know, we want to start on the right foot tomorrow night. 
Steve Clark about Austria. I think they're a very good team. They showed that in the Euros. They came out their came out their group, took the Italians all the way. It was a difficult thing to do. Team that won it. So they're good. They're a good team. Good players. Listen, they've had one or two fitness issues or, or squad issues as well. Players, players not in the squad that they probably wanted to be in the squad. The same as we have. Uh, it's just one of those things you have to deal with. We'll go there. It'll be a tough game. It'll be a tough game for us, and it'll be a tough game for them. Regan, what do you reckon then? What's your scoreline for tomorrow? My scoreline is going to be three two to Scotland. Three two. That's a game not to miss tomorrow. Regan, night. do you think oh. he'll go with two up top? Uh, I don't think he will. I think he'll play Dykes up front. Um, I, w- I wasn't really impressed with Sheridan when he came on the park the other night, Barry. Mm. I just want to ask you something. Do you something that Mark um, touched on there about Denmark possibly qualifying before they, they come to Hampden Park? She is you as a former player. Did that play in your mind? Let's say if Rangers won the title, would you take the foot off the gas and not play as well? No, it's a good good uh, question, Regan. No, listen, you've got to go out with the, the, the same attitude um, that you would approach any game and that was to win. That was the attitude I always had and I, look, that will be the same case if, if it does work out like that mm-hmm. for Scotland. Um, the Danes might not bring their strongest team but then guys yeah. got opportunity they want to go and impress the manager um, and the Danish team as well. So, no, I don't think that would be a case that they would take the foot off the gas or whatever. These guys are professionals. And as a professional, you're built to win. You need to try and win. Um, and that's the attitude that the, the Scotland team will have. Mark, that is a good question. Isn't it it? Is. Just, yeah. just a, you know, thin, slim margins. It's just slightly different when you know you've qualified. I, I, I think, I mean, look, I, I, said I, don't want, I don't want it to get to that stage. But if you're to say it as a now, beat Denmark at mm. home um, in November and you've qualified in front of 50,000 uh, Scotland fans at Hamden Park with the fancies to do it yeah would fancies to do it but even though Denmark will have qualified never underestimate them you know when you see the, 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 what they've got in their squad even if they made 7 or 8 changes you're still talking top quality that could come in and just bump 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 two counter attacks and it's 2-0 before you know and it's personal pride as well Yeah, I mean these guys will go out and they want to win they want to have they make so many changes they want to go and show the manager that they they want to be part of the World Cup squad yeah. going to Qatar yeah. so I don't think if, if it does that type of scenario does happen and do you know what I would take that yeah because mm-hmm. I honestly believe getting into that game the place would be rocking the fans behind you we'd at home yeah it would be Regan who would you pick out from Saturday and you look forward to tomorrow night well, I throw one name at you Billy Gilmer man of the match hey, Paul he was absolutely incredible I was fortunate to be pretty close to the action and Billy he he put in some great balls um, he, Tierney should have scored one from a header yeah. and Billy Gilmore was straight straight to Tierney but no he's, he, uh, from watching him live in the flesh Paul you can see that he's just such a great player to, to watch and uh, Scotland are lucky to have him mm-hmm. yeah, the, the, yeah. the whole the whole Gilmore family uh, Paul, there must have been 30 or 40 of them <laughs> with the jerseys <laughs> on yeah, yeah they were you could see they did a, a bit in the the centre stand and when, mm. when he gets substituted they gave him they were all up on their feet standing mm. ovation as most of the Scotland fans yeah. uh, were but it was great to see you know the, the, the pride that the whole family you know, the extended family I've got and I've seen him make his, uh, his full debut at Hamden yeah he's a real deal yeah. he is he's a real deal and, and we've got to just um, look 
love the fact that we've got a player of that talent to get behind him because um, he's he's going to be with us for the next what he'll, he'll be a captain mm -hmm. in the next few years um, once players decide to retire he, he'll be the, the leader of the, the country for the next what yeah. 12, 15 years no doubt about it on the field and first minister is that what you mean <laughs> <laughs> the country exclusive breaking news he's, coming in just for a like the age he has he, he, does, he just leads he leads yeah. from the front he wants a ball at every opportunity he's always looking to get on the ball yeah. I, I love players like that he'll take it in tight situations yeah. doesn't matter if a player or two are right beside him he wants the ball he'll bump it off he'll make an angle just brilliant to watch yeah, that vision it's like him in the bar isn't it he sees everything that's going on you know, Barry's got eyes at the back of his head. And, and that's what Billy Gilmer's got. It's a bit like yeah. that as well. It's long about yourself, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Reagan, who else stood out for you before you go? And I want to ask you, did they look after you at Hamden? I'm sure they would. Oh, Paul, it was a great time at Hamden. Uh, me and Malco went to the game. It was, it was great to be there. And now hopefully we can get to the, the next home game and we can have a, a chance of qualifying. Mm -hmm. But in terms of people that stood out, I would say Grand Hat. Uh, Grant Hanley he, mm -hmm. I was a bit sceptical of Grant Hanley when he, he first came into his squad under uh, Gordon Strachan but I would say Paul he's been great mm -hmm. for Scotland oh, he and, has. Also, and, and also and also Drakes as well Paul because I think when you think of Drakes I seen a stat that four years ago Drakes and Nesta were both playing for Partick Fissel including the mm -hmm. and now they were both playing in the they were both playing a qualifier. I mean, the last stuff for dreams. Nesbitt was playing in the championship against against Dykes for Partick Thistle against Queen of the South. That's a, that's a great, isn't it? Yeah. The, the oh, romance yeah. of that story. It shows you that yeah. if you Love go it. and you, you yeah. put the hard work in, and you need a bit of luck along the way as mm. well. There's, there's no doubt about it, but that's brilliant there. I didn't even think of that. Of course, Dykes yeah. four years ago at Queen of the South. Um, and Nisbet get let go for Partick Thistle yeah. had to go down to League One and, and go and prove himself and and he's just yeah. moved each year and last year he had a fantastic season well, he had an off night on Saturday he wasn't at his best but He'll that be may be come down to illness but no listen he, he will be back and when you throw in the captain Andy Robertson he was yeah. at Queen's Park not that many years yeah, ago well, it's some story isn't it Yeah. can I ask you before you go Reagan, um, the Ireland manager Stephen Kenny still looking for his first win he's been in for a year so media conference today he's saying I want to prepare for the Euros because if they lose then they will be out of the World Cup qualifying and I see they've got uh, Neil Lennon as the uh, they reckon would be the next Manager, we hate to do that, Mark. When somebody's still in the job, Stephen Kenny, but they're saying that the bookies have got him as a favourite. Neil Lennon, could you see him back as an international manager? Yeah, I, I, could... I, think, that would be, yep. I think that would be a great option for Neil Lennon. I've met Neil Lennon in the past, he's a great guy, but I think it could be a good option because I don't really see where he fits in uh, for club football at the moment mm -hmm. because of his time in um, Celtic. Um, I, I, I was thinking maybe Championship or League One, but I don't know who would take a, a point on him really. So I think that could be his first step back into Manning, yeah. Mm -hmm. I could definitely see that. Mark? Yeah, I can see Republic of Ireland being a fit uh, for, for Neil Lennon, Paul. And I, I just hope for, for Neil's sake that he, he will get another opportunity. When that is where it is, we don't know, but he will get another opportunity. And I hope for him that he does well because I felt for him, you know, some of the things that happened to him um, yeah. as a person and as a football manager. And, and you know, he carried a lot. The shoulders, he fronted up every week you know covered up for, for, for a lot of things going on um, that he had to front up and, and 
taking the chin and face the questions and face the fury. Um, and yeah, there's a couple of things that he, he should have done differently for sure. There's no doubt um, about that. But I just hope that you know he gets a chance to come back and um, you know. And I'm, I'm sure what he'll have learned uh, to take your own people and me at least one get one at least one person in with you, and it gives you a much better chance of succeeding. Barry, could you see him as manager? Yeah, and uh, look, Martin makes. I've, I was just thinking about that. I don't think he'll make that same mistake. The, Neil Lennon's next job he'll have his two or three lieutenants beside him Johan Mielby maybe yeah the big but that, that, that's, yeah. that's what you you've got you've got to have people you trust yeah. yep. and guys that you respect uh, I'm not saying he didn't at Celtic but nope. you could tell that Lenny wanted his own people and that wasn't going to happen um, but I'm sure the next job he takes that will be 100% happening Regan well what about Damien Duff because Damien Duff he was taught on Neil Lennon's coaching staff and he's from the public arms. They all thought that'd be a good option. But I don't want Mark to really think about that. Yeah, did he not leave he Republic did. Island? He was there. Yeah. And then yeah, did that. he not leave Reagan? Yeah, he left um, to do something else. I don't know all what right. he's doing, but no. But I think he'd be a good option because yeah. uh, you know he knows what's about. But and he was so successful when Celtic played that two up front with Edward and Griffiths. But no, yeah. I think it'd be a great. I think it'd be a great opportunity for. Uh, for the to take. It's a good, it's a great shout. What you mentioned about Damien Duff as well. I mean, but Ballas, Ball accounts, very, very good, very good coach. I know Celtic players really liked his methods, liked his training. And when when you trace it back, when Damien Duff left, you know you can probably look and see that they missed him. Mm-hmm. It looks as though the the they missed uh, Damien Duff. So yeah, that that could be a shout. Yeah. I'm I'm teaming up again, but I've got to say as much as I'm talking about it. Reagan, you know, even though it's it's in another country and it's Stephen Kenny's a man I don't know, but he's still in a job yes. and, and got to show him respect. You know, absolutely. Reagan, so you reckon? And did you say three two? I yep. watched. I was watching the game. Three two. Yeah. Yep. Shane Duffy. Uh-huh. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Another goal. Yeah. And he's he started the season really well. Yeah. He scored for, did he score for yeah. Brighton as well? Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. been he's been playing yeah. week in week out. It just shows you sometimes a club's for you, you know, Brighton or Ireland. In fact, there is just now we see him on Sky and uh, you'd be pleased for him because it just he wanted it to work so badly last year and it just didn't, Reagan, did it? It was just, it's like the story of the season for Celtic. Yeah, I mean, Paul, I think the problem was that he's got a lot of things going on with his private life as well. Yes. I think uh, people need to take that into account as well because Shane Duffy's went to the Premier League and people have been saying, well, what happened to him? And, Scotland, but he also yeah. had um, family issues. Yeah. There was no crowd in Celtic Park. Obviously, Neil Lennon's come out and said that players don't want to be there. So there's a lot yeah. of things that fact down to that. It's not a fact of Shane Duffy's not a good player, Paul. He's, yeah. he's a very good player. If, he, if he's managing to be in the Premier League, he's not a bad player. Reagan, great call. Speak to you soon. Glad you enjoyed it on Cheers, Saturday. Paul. Cheers, thank you. Cheers, the Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Chris will be back tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> and on the programme tomorrow, Matt, will you come back tomorrow along with Craig Moore? Yeah, you're going to join us. Yeah, brilliant. That'll be good. Rob's away for a few days. Well earned rest. Although he'll be doing the match, I would imagine as well. Yeah, it's the first time I've I've, um, I've heard Rob take a break. Yep. Um, so I'm sure he's away up north, isn't he? I would yeah, think so. so. Yeah, back yeah, up it's to good the that family. Rob, yeah. Rob gets a wee break. Yeah, yeah. Um, recharge your batteries. So at the weekend, the headlines, as you know, Scotland won, Moldova nil. We're now 24 hours away from the match in Vienna. 
in the Women's League at the weekend. That was it, back in action. Celtic winning 4-2 at Aberdeen. Hibs beating Spartans 3-0. Hamilton a 2-1 win against the Hearts. Rangers Partick Thistle was postponed. It was a, a COVID scare. And Glasgow City 6, Motherwell 0. So her own Leanne Crichton. She moved from Glasgow City to Motherwell and she did say she's got a big job to do there. Motherwell well beaten by the champions. Yeah, she said it's a work in progress. <clears throat> it's not going to happen overnight. Um, a lot of work to do. Uh, I don't know if she's, she, she played, Paul. I don't know. She's, she's been it's carrying an injury. injury. She's been carrying an injury for a couple of weeks. Um, but listen, it'll take a bit of time but I'm sure um, she'll get it right. The question this season will be Celtic, Rangers, can they challenge uh, Glasgow City? Because they're full-time, you know, yeah. professional. Great set-up. Set-up, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you see you see the, 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 the staff, you know, full-time, you know, sports scientists and heads of recruitment and, and all that, you know, so it's a real proper set-up. And, uh, you know, but interested to see how they do do, uh, Paul, you know, having lost Scott Booth, the manager to, to, mm. to Birmingham uh, City, but um, certainly by, by yesterday's result, then they're, they're well on track. This weekend, after the internationals, we'll be looking to St. Johnson against Rangers. We'll talk about that later in the week. That's a 12.30 kick-off. You'll be up for that one, I would imagine. Celtic against Ross County at three. Dundee against Livingston. And Livy, of course, you know, we've talked about them. Barry, they have to start picking up points. But I know they had a slow start to last season, and that's when the manager came in. And St. Mirren against mm-hmm. Dundee United. Motherwell Aberdeen. But for Livy, I know you worry about about them. Yeah, I'm sure Davy will be slightly worried as well because you need to get that first three points on the board um, as quickly as possible. Um, and they've not really started. He made a lot of changes, a lot of signings as well. So it's taking um, his Livingston team a, a bit of time to gel. Um, but they need to get it sorted quickly. They need to start getting points on the board. And Mark, top of the table, Hearts and Hibs Sunday. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be a cracker um, at Tyne Castle. Uh, live on the telly um, as well so yeah interesting to see Robbie Nielsen uh, against Jack Ross how they go on a bit of tactical battle um, too so uh, no that'll be interesting and um, you know Rangers Stephen Gerrard back in the dugout live on Sky at uh, at McDermott but there's four or five I think St Johnston St Mirren Livy Ross County all looking for their first mm-hmm. uh, win of the season and you normally would expect to at least to have that by the time you get to the first um, international break and you don't want to be left Behind you don't want a gap to open up, and you end up in that that bottom three, and that'll be a concern for for three or four teams. But uh, I think you know, getting back to club football on Saturday lunchtime at Midemid Park, that's that's a cracking game to get us going again. International tomorrow night. Let's just focus on it before we go at seven. Jokel Day will be up after us. Uh, well, you know the injury news today. We've told you who is out and who's coming in. It's Paul McGinn, uh, the manager, speaking about this match. Huge match tomorrow night. I thought Moldova was quite a pivotal game. We had to get three points there. We did that. This is another game that's important in the group. I think the dynamic of the group, and I did say that I felt it was a group where teams would take points off each other. I think the dynamic of the group has actually changed a little bit with the Israel-Austria scoreline midweek. So this is an important game. Every game's important. I think when you represent your country, especially in qualifiers, every game's important because every point can be important towards the end. I don't know what the points total will be now. You look at it and you've got so many combinations and so many thoughts in your head and so many results that can go one way or the other. Better just to concentrate on the game, look for a good performance and get the result that we can get. Will he be cautious, Mark? Barry thinks he probably will be. We won't have two up front. What would you say? I'm, I'm... Saying go for it, but I, I would totally get if you know uh, the team tomorrow night if he's not got the two uh, up top and not having two up top doesn't make you see you're not going to try and win the game. It's just a different way of going about it. And, and what he will be taking into account, he will have all the information about Austria, their strengths and weaknesses. And he also pick a team 
um, about that he'll pick a team with boys you know that have got good mentality to handle it the, the situation a big away game because you look at the the last performance away from home it was a shocker uh, against Denmark Austria will have the home crowd there but the home crowd will be turning up um, ready to get on the Austrian boys backs if they don't start well so you take all that into account Paul maybe we'll just think you know what let them come to us we'll put it on. I don't know and he might just say they're wounded they're vulnerable go at them from the from the start but knowing Steve Clark from what we do know of him he, when it comes to it he tends to be more more cautious and I think that might be the way he goes about it tomorrow night at kickoff. Barry we switched off against Denmark in that 92 second spell that just can't happen tomorrow No it, it can't and it was very, it's very unlike us let's be honest um, certainly that first 15 or 20 minutes against Denmark um, when that second goal went and I've got to be honest with you I was sitting on the sofa watching it think. This could, could be, uh, this could be um, yeah. This could be an absolute nightmare. But listen, they, they gathered themselves together again at half time. We made the change, and it was listen. It was a different second half, and at least we showed a bit of character. But I don't think it's really cautious the way he'll go tomorrow. We playing McGinn or Christie behind Dykes. Still attack minded. They, they guys will have the freedom to go and get up and support. And if you ask any defenders, late runners into the box are the hardest to pick up. And that's what McGinn and Christie could provide. Um, we think uh, Dykes being that that central uh, striker. Um, but that that's that's my opinion. I think that's the way he will go. Um, and I think it's good enough. I think the team that I've went with is good enough to certainly go and get the three points. Give us your team again, because we love to hear these names. I heard Craig Gordon, yep. Henry, Hanley, and Tierney, the, the three centre backs, Adorno and Robo, um, Andy Robertson, sorry, the wing backs, right and left wing back. I think holding in the middle of the part will be Callum McGregor and Billy Gilmer to go and try and dictate the pace of the game and in front of the two it'll be McGinn and Christie with Lyndon Dykes um, up top and Mark you like the yeah, sound of that I know you think it's a it good team 3-4-2-1 yep. I like that and, and, and key to that working you know as O'Donnell and Robertson mm -hmm. that, that's key you know when you play that formation that's really key those guys getting down the, getting down the channels and, and getting balls into the box I would just go one alteration would be um, Ryan Christie out and, and Adams mm. going in beside Dyke and, and doing 3 4 one, 2 rather than 3 4 two, one. but either way it's a good team I think we've probably got about you take the 10 outfield positions there's probably 13 maybe 14 players in contention but I think we could probably pick 9 of them but out of those 13 or 14 outfield players they're all good enough to go and win the game Tomorrow and, and substitutions could be key, really. A David Tumble um coming off the bench or a Ryan Christie coming off the bench yeah. or a Shea Adams coming off the bench. That kind of thing, you know, in the last 10, 15 minutes. I, but I just hope I really hope that we go and try and win the game. And if we don't, okay, fine. If it ends yeah. up we get a point. But I don't want to see a back to the wall getting a point. I want to go and see is do our best to win the game, then get Israel at Hamden next month. Because if we can get six points out of the next two games. I'm 99% certain we will we will be in second place. Yeah, go and be positive on the front foot. That's what I want to see is, um, that's the way I want to see us play tomorrow night. Um, as I said, I, I don't think it's cautious going with one up top because, as I said, the way that he's played previous, you get the, the runners from midfield going up and supporting Lyndon Dykes. Um, but be positive, go and, and try and go for the three points because... I think we've got the players more than capable to do that. Here's Callum McGregor. You know, obviously they're, they're a very well-organised team and they don't usually ship that many goals. And, you know, we've probably been on the other side of that where we've been in Israel. We know how difficult a fixture that can be, taking everything into consideration. So, you know, results like that can happen in football and 
and we have to try and take advantage of that as, as much as we can. Is it must win, we asked him? Yeah, it's a must not lose game rather than, you know, must win. <laughs> a win would be great. You know, everyone's feeling good. You know, a win the other night as well keeps the momentum going and, you know, like you say, we want to win the game. It puts us in the best possible position, but like you said, if you, if you want to label it, then it's, it's probably must not lose. He's been coached into that answer. He's been, he's been well briefed by the, by the media team there, and, and, and rightly so. They don't, don't have a problem with that. But one thing about Callum McGregor, brilliant operator on the part. I mean, he's been sensational for, for six or seven years. Uh, he really has. And uh, I think he's grown into the, the captain's role at Celtic too. But he speaks very well. He speaks sense. He speaks with authority. You know, he's, he's not a shouter. He's not one of the guys. But when he speaks, I think he makes sense, Barry, and, and, and I like listening to him. Mate, he doesn't miss a game. Yep. He plays every single minute. Um, and that's why I think Stevie Clark looked at it and thought this is a game I can get away without playing Callum McGregor because he is important he's one of the again he'll be one of the first names on the team sheet mm -hmm. so that was a chance to rest him get McGinn off for the last 20 minutes and put him on and get his legs moving again um, as I say he's been a, a top player over the years mm -hmm. uh, and as I said a lot, a lot of talk was who was going to take over for Scott mm -hmm. Brown I think he's just slipped into it. He's the really right choice. Well. Yeah, he slipped into it really well. And he, to be honest with you, he's been one of the driving forces for Celtic. I know a lot of people going about Kyogo being really good and rightly so because he has. But Callum McGregor's been um, a real driving force for Celtic. We've got some injuries as we know. Nathan and Kenny injuries from the game. Such a short turnaround. Difficult to get them back in time for this one so they don't travel. And unfortunately, Ryan Fraser picked up a, a knock in training which... Again, with a short turnaround, just means that there's no point in taking him because he wouldn't be ready for the game. So, losing three. Uh, but I did say after the game the other night, and I wasn't making it up, I had seven or eight doubts. So, losing three means that I've got four or five that have made it. Mark, it's a tight group though, isn't it? Because yeah. this is the group, by and large, that took us to the Euros for the first time in 23 years. And sometimes when the backs are up against the wall, they surprise us. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple I mean, obvious One's um, missing at the moment. David Marshall, you know, problems at, at club level. Ryan Jack, who, who's injured, don't forget about him. Then you look at two or three others, apart from the ones that have pulled out today. It's a pity about, about Nathan Patterson because he's a find, you know, there's, there's no doubt, and he would have been an asset uh, tomorrow night. Stuart Armstrong's missing as well, who, you know, he's a, a top operator uh, in English Premier League and, and one or two others. But I think the big one was there was definitely a doubt about Andy Robertson. So the fact that he's he's made it, you know, you want your captain there, he's 51st. Uh, cap um, tomorrow night and hopefully it can lead us to uh, to three points what's going to happen tomorrow night then Barry what do you think I think I think it'll be 1-0 to us scorer it doesn't matter Listen, but, I don't yeah. care yeah. Craig Gordon can score <laughs> I, I, just as long as we, we, we win the game um, no I think we can go there and, and frustrate them and, and hit them I think it'll be really compact and solid mm. and he'll try and hit them on the break and I think we can get that goal if it was Craig Gordon, it must be what five minutes into injury time. Yeah, last <laughs> throw of the dice, up he comes. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Mark? Hey, well, I'm on tomorrow. We'll, we'll wait and see the team um, okay, tomorrow. Yeah, night, you, you're yeah, on I'll tomorrow. Wait, yeah, see, yeah. At the, the moment, the how are you feeling? No, I'm I'm, I'm confident, Paul. Yeah. I was there on Saturday night. I'm confident we can go and get a result. You know, when we needed to, we got a result in Serbia. This is the kind of game that if you want to finish in second spot, this is the kind of game that you need to go and you need to go and win and um, I'm not underestimating Austria because they'll be wounded and remember it's a must win game uh, for them so don't underestimate them on their own patch because if we're to win the game we'll need to play very very well it's not a gimme by no stretch of the imagination is tomorrow night a gimme it's going to take at least 9 out of the 11 players in top form to go and get a victory we just need to tidy up in the final third for me yep. be a bit more ruthless mm. 
Because um, I think in general play, I enjoyed the way we played. I thought we played some good stuff. So a bit more ruthless final third um, I'll do for me. And Steve Clark signed the new contract. And I see he's had some criticism for that. But you're damned if you do and damned if you don't, aren't you? Because yeah. you know, you'd be saying, why have you not signed this guy up for the next tournament? Exactly. Look, the SFA were proactive. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then if Steve Clark wins tomorrow night and he's got all of a sudden he could be back in, in the eyes of some clubs down the road because he's, he's highly rated. He's highly mm. regarded. Um, so no, it was good by the SFA. They were proactive, put it to bed, got the manager. Remember, the first manager out of what, eight that had tried yeah. to get us to yeah. a tournament mm. and didn't. And so, and then some people are mourning because he's given a contract. I think it was really unfair. You reckon one 0 tomorrow, and we wish him. Well. I think he, he handles the media well. I know he said it's a wee bit nippy. Yeah, nah, but I don't but mind that. We bite, no, bite about exactly. him. I like yeah. that. It's like you. Yeah, he's, he's going to. He's listen. He'll be saying to the players, "Listen, we need to go and and um, prove to a few people because we're getting a bit of snipes for here and there." Um, and this is a game that is perfect for us. Go, let's go and be positive on the front foot. Ruthless final third, three points back to Glasgow. Barry, will you come back on Wednesday with Davy Proven? We'll see you yep. at five. Yep, no worries. Mark, you, Craig Moore, me tomorrow night. James, thanks all. for tonight. Thanks to everyone who called in. Really appreciate it. Jokal Day is coming up next. We're back tomorrow, live at five. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five.